So the big question is this, how do value-obsessed leaders ascend their business and life to world-class levels of effectiveness, even if they're inside a bureaucracy or starting from scratch with absolutely no capital? That is the question, and this podcast is going to bring you the answer. My name is Doug Utberg, and this is the Terminal Value Podcast. Welcome to the Terminal Value Podcast. We have Russell Lundstrom with us today, and we are going to be talking about reverse engineering. Uh, and so, you know, uh, as you know, marketing and branding are a frequent topic on the Terminal Value Podcast. And But one of the things that at least that I've noticed is that, you know, marketing is one of those things where there's a, I, I would say there's a lot of opacity, meaning that in a lot of cases, there is marketing that's done without a lot of knowledge about whether it's valuable or not. <laughs> The problem with that is that in my view, marketing falls into one of two buckets. Either you can tie it to a net tangible value that exceeds its cost, in which case you should continue funding it without limit until it stops being effective, or it doesn't, in which case you should stop it and start testing to find something that does produce value that exceeds the cost. So that means marketing should not have a budget. You might have a budget to test, but you either test and then find out that it fails, in which case cut it, or you figure out that it works, in which case fund as much of it as you possibly can until it stops working. But anyway, I don't want to take over the conversation. Uh, Russell, <laughs> please introduce yourself and don't let me talk too much. Yeah, no, it's perfect, right? Like, first of all, I'm excited to be here and thank you for having me. I really feel strongly about what we can share with people today yeah. and really clean up a lot of misconceptions people have and hopefully save them a yeah. lot of time, effort, frustration, and money. So I'm, I've basically, my little 30 second history is my father raised me to be an entrepreneur. I've, I'm that kid that was doing hand-drawn comic books in grade school and selling yeah. them for a quarter, right? And so in, in my 30 plus career, 30 year plus career, I've started over 20 different businesses, had a had few get really big and successful and I've been able to sell them. And I bought a couple of businesses, had a lot of failures. I really only bring that up because it's, I just have a ton of arrows in my back. And what happened about two, three years ago, I was doing a lot of consulting with usually high six and seven figure businesses, mm -hmm. probably up to about 10 million in revenue. And they all had a common problem. Like you just said, marketing is not only opaque, but it's completely overwhelming. There was no toolbox yeah. that gives the business owner the ability to say, hey, we should be doing this and we should not be doing that. And how do we make these decisions? Yes. And so that's kind of where we're at now. And we, we were able to come up with this way to reverse engineer a business and answer those questions. And that's what I'd love to share with you today. Yeah. So yeah. So hence the title, reverse engineering marketing. Let's go. Uh, what do you got? I think we can all agree that marketing is overwhelming because number one, it's a little hard to even define what is marketing because it essentially marketing can include everything from how you answer the telephone to your business card, yeah. to the website, to the shirt you wear that's branded. It's this enormous universe basically of opportunity, mm -hmm. but every business out there has a really limited set of resources their time, they yeah. have limited money. And most of all, they have limited opportunity. I talk to business owners all day long who I cringe with this story because they all have it. And where Cringy they go stories hire, are my favorite. 
Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure you've probably either done it yourself or heard it a hundred times where they go hire, you know, they're say a, a small B2B services company or something and they yeah. go hire, they don't know marketing and they go hire a company and they start doing this SEO strategy. Mm-hmm. Now, SEO as a marketing strategy, there's nothing wrong with it. It's fine in the right time, in the right place. But for say like a startup company or a company that needs leads today, Yeah. SEO is a long game. And I can't tell you how many business owners I've talked to that has hired a marketing agency, spent thirty to fifty thousand dollars with them over six to eight months, and it doesn't work. And the worst part is it's yeah, the expense is tragic, the disappointment is tragic, but that's eight months they can't get back. And that opportunity cost, like I'm if I could just stop that story from happening so frequently, I would consider everything what I do a win. (laughs) Well, and one of my many sayings, but the one that I think about the most recently is that the older I get, the more I come to value time more than money. Totally. But I think one of the things that you're saying is that if you have a strategy that takes a really long time to unfold, you can end up burning a lot of time before you figure out whether what you're doing is going to be effective or not. Because you know, of course, if it's effective, you scale it. If it's not, you cut it. Yeah. But if and- it takes nine months to figure out whether it's going to be, you know, whether to cut it, that's nine months you can't get back. Yeah. And then unfortunately, most business owners, they don't have a sense for how long it's going to take to execute and yeah. see results. And where the, I feel like the software world figured this out a few years ago with the whole lean model, uh-huh. you know, the, the minimum viable product, iterate fast. We don't need to build out this giant piece of software, burn it on a CD and deliver it. We can do little pieces of it, right? The marketing world's just kind of catching up to that. So what happens when you have this giant universe of opportunity, but you have limited resources, when those things come together, that's where we get the friction and the frustration. That's where yeah. people are like, what do I do? Right. Yeah. And so this is where we tried to say, okay, so how do we take a business? What are those base elements that every business has in common, even though every business is absolutely unique and they have a unique Mm -hmm. product and they have a unique customer, but there are basic elements of marketing that are applicable against all of them. Kind of like the periodic table of marketing, right? Uh Uh-huh. Like these are the elements you can't distill any further down and everything is built out on those. And we said, what are those things? And we determined this equation that we called the master marketing equation. And if you go into a business or start a business with this in mind, it solves almost all your marketing problems. Okay. Well, let, all right. So we've got the lead up. Okay. You know, set the hook. So reel us in. What do we got? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, let's, let me give you the analogy real quick. Have you ever built a house or been involved with building a house? Yes. My uncle's house. Or even remodeling, right? Like, yes. So if you have this picture of a of your dream home in your head and uh-huh. you finally are able to go make it a reality, it would be insane to go and just hand a bunch of money over to a general contractor and expect them to build your dream home without a blueprint, right? They have no idea how many bedrooms, how many bathrooms, what size, what materials, what you know, are we building a colonial home or are we building an adobe home? Yeah. It just, you would never even think to do that because it's plainly and obviously insane, right? But in small business today, this is what I see happening every single day. The business owner has this vision in their head, this dream home, and they're trying to build it. And they go and they either hire the electrician to build the house Mm -hmm. or they hire a GC, hand them a bunch of money and say, hey, go get me leads, go build my marketing. And it's 
And this is why I think well over 90% of most marketing engagements probably fail because the piece they're missing is that blueprint, mm-hmm. right? And it's so it's not the marketer's fault. It's not the business owner's fault. It's this idea of a marketing blueprint that's kind of been skipped over in today's modern business world, right? So the first place we start with that blueprint, obviously with the blueprint in a marketing blueprint, what you need to have is, of course, a clear vision of what the heck is your house? Is it an Adobe or is it a Colonial, right? Am I building over here or over there? You know, that vision, I know people kind of smirk at the whole vision, mission, values thing, Yeah. but the vision, you know, if you do it right and you have a real vision that's detailed out that shows you the roadmap that of what you're building, everything down to even that Facebook ad you run has to reflect up against that. That's your overall target. So it all starts Mm -hmm. there. The next piece of it is this master marketing equation. Now, this is where we have the elements of marketing. And I'm going to test you here. In all your marketing interviews, what would you think are the base elements of marketing would be? Or is there an easy way to sum that up? Well, let's see. What I learned in business school, which I'm sure is not adequate, is the four Ps, which is price, product, placement, promotion, which is very much distribution retail focused. It is. And it's a good starting place. But what that doesn't tell you is it doesn't, it's, it doesn't give you that toolbox to say, I should be doing this or I should be doing that. Exactly. That's Marcus Lemonis's thing, right? On, uh, yeah. on his show is always the three P's. Uh-huh. And so while that's good, it doesn't tell you, well, do I need a Facebook page? Do I need an Instagram? And, and these yeah. social networks pop up left and right all the time. Well, so well, I would actually say to that is that, I mean, because like you, if you're talking about like a Facebook page and Instagram or, so, or some of that, right, you're either on, by yourself or with an agency with the aid of technology, with a week or two of effort, uh, you know, and some systems and processes, you can be populating one or the other or all of those without too much trouble. The thing is, where are you going to really focus your time? Where are you going to put your ongoing time versus what are you going to, you know, kind of, you know, what's going to be your main content or your main thing that you produce? And then, because then you you can fill all the rest of social channels with derivative work. Yeah, 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 exactly. What we're trying to do is get away from the marketing strategy of just throwing as much crap against the wall and hoping something sticks, right? Yeah. So let me give you the tool set. If we have this master marketing equation, Now, most people have heard this before, but what I want to do is dissect it for you a little bit. Okay. And and again, think of this like a a math equation for Mm -hmm. a business and tell me if you agree or not, but a master marketing equation, basic marketing, if you can get these elements together, the chances of you being successful are as high as they can be. It's simply showing the right message to the right person at the right time and place. Yes. Well, and, right. and there's one more. You also have to ask them to buy and they have to say yes. Uh, correct. That's sales department. <laughs> yeah. See, see, see I we're guess talking you, marketing. <laughs> <laughs> what results? Who needs those? <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> I'm sorry. sorry no, I, a, I should I, actually a really a little bit point. of a bad time because my background's finance. Um, and so, you know, so, so, because yeah, like you're marketing people, oh, well, that's sales. And I'm like, okay, it, it needs to turn into revenue, right? Yes, Your yes, job yes. is to turn it into revenue, right? So, okay, don't, don't say that's not my job. Our job is to turn whatever it is that we're doing into profitable revenue. That's why we're here. So it's the quality leads, but let's (laughs) dissect this right place or right message, right place, right, right message, right person, right time and place. Right. Yep. So what we would do is if we have a client and what we would want to do is let's say we want to, again, with the idea that marketing is overwhelming and expensive. Yep. So we say, okay, we have the opportunity to define 
in, if we treat this like an equation, the right person, mm-hmm. because the right message and the right time and place, those two things are completely and 100% dependent on the person. Yeah. Make sense? Yes. If you're marketing to housewives, they're going to have a different you know, whatever the product is, a different message in a different time and place than say CTOs at a Fortune 500 company, right? Yeah. It's an extreme example, but it illustrates the right person is the key element in this equation. So what we do is if you're a small business owner, and I don't care what business you have, if it's B2B or you own a garage shop or even like a dance studio, I've done this with, you want to go in and, and what we do is we say, look, every business has this 80-20 in it. We all have this gut appreciation for 80% of our revenue comes from 20% of our clients, right? Yep. And so what we do is we come in and say, we don't want to look at revenue. We look at profits. That's the key one. But if we're coming in and defining, we have the opportunity to define that right person. Let's tag that person as our most profitable customer. Okay. Because at least then when we're throwing that crap against the wall, we at least know when we win, it's going to be our most profitable customer. Yeah. And we can forget about everyone else, which decreases and releases the overwhelm and anxiety. Yeah. All right. Then what you do now, you know, okay, this is the most profitable customer in the business. Now we can go and do the research. What is the message that this right person needs to hear from us as a business in order for them to do business with us. And really business is just problem solving. So what is the problem they have? What is the solution we have? And what is the messaging that we need to put in front of them in order for them to make a buying decision? Got it. Right. And that's done through research. Mm -hmm. And then also through the same research, we can go and solve the strategies question, which is the right time and place. So I'll give you an, an ex, a real life example. We worked with, it was an app, an iPhone app for teaching kids math. And okay. it, it launched a few years ago, but obviously when COVID hit, right? Home education became a very, very yeah, big deal. Yeah, became a thing. Yeah. Yeah. But the problem was the, the founder of this business was all over the place with his marketing, Facebook ads, YouTube stuff, Google stuff, doing podcasts, like yeah. he was everywhere. So we went and we did the research and we 80-20 his audience. We found that, okay, 68%, I think were women. So we knew it was a female-based audience who was making these decisions uh-huh. first. And then we asked him, when it comes to teaching your kids math, which is what this app mm-hmm. did, where do you go to solve your problems? And when we asked that question now at scale, when we had 1,300, responses and we can analyze those responses. And we learned 27% of them said, we go to YouTube first, right? And then the next 17% said, well, the next place we go is Facebook, but not just Facebook. There were certain Facebook groups that they go. And then the third place was local PTA and parent teacher organizations. So now we know without any speculation, exactly our top three strategies we should be doing for this company, right? And and yeah. to the percentage where we could literally say, for every dollar we have in marketing, we can put 27 cents to YouTube, right? And then as yeah. we talked earlier, YouTube has an organic strategy and yeah. a paid strategy. Mm-hmm. We can go and get the specialists in YouTube to help execute. Yeah. So, I'm going to pause there and take a breath. <laughs> but do you see how if you solve this right message, right person, right time and place for a company, it answers a lot of the questions for a business owner and gives them the ability to make objective decisions and 
around their marketing than just guessing and hoping something works. Yes. Well, and because, you know, one of the things that I think is really important, kind of an important uh, add-on to that too, is because traditional marketing metrics are based on mass marketing. And so what a lot of times what would happen is, you know, an ad agency would be pitching a campaign based on the CPM, which is an, a, uh, an acronym that means cost per mile or and I don't know why, how this turned, how cost per thousand impressions turned into cost per mile, but basically it means for every thousand impressions, how much does it cost you? But the thing is that one impression is worth more or less than another impression. The thing that, at least that I think that's really important to understand, and this is actually a part of why I was digging you a little bit on getting the sales involved, is because you have to understand not just what are these impressions and leads that you're getting in, but also how many of them are convert and what's the value of those going to be? Because like, for example, I could be paying 30X the average market cost per impression. If I still have a five to one ROI on my marketing spend based on lead conversion, I don't care. I'd be willing to pay double that. On the other hand, I could be getting a smoking deal on impressions. I could be only be paying, say, like 50 cents per thousand. If none of them are qualified, it doesn't matter. It's waste. Exactly. Now you're speaking my language. It's yeah. I think it was Dan Kennedy that said, right? He he who can pay yes. the most. The sage, the man. For a customer is going to win. Yes. So you're right. The master marketing equation is just where you start. Yeah. But in order to build a scalable, repeatable, duplicatable marketing system for a business, you have to have a couple other elements. You have to have an offer is what you place in your messaging that somebody then is going to say yes or no to. And an offers are really what, interesting. An offer? Thing. What? 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 You know, you don't just have your logo and then say nothing? Right, right, right. <laughs> And, and offers are really interesting because they're always two-way streets. You're always giving something and you're always asking for something. Yep. And so you have to think that through. It includes what's your guarantee? What are you asking from your customer? And it includes things How like trust. How long do they have to respond? Yeah. Trust, money. Yeah. I mean, it's much more than just the price tag. Yep. Right. Exactly. It's their status. It's trust. It's all these different things. And so your offer is what you deliver in your message. And then there's this thing that a lot of people forget about called a unique selling proposition. And that's what you wrap around your offer that separates your offer from every other offer on the market and makes yours the, the one of choice, the only yep. one to choose. Right. Correct. So if you picture this in your mind, what we're building is almost like a puzzle. These pieces have to go in order next mm -hmm. to each other in order to complete the puzzle. Yeah. And then the final piece of the puzzle is exactly what you're saying is we need to have the KPIs and the metrics that make the whole machine work. And it's both at a company level and at the strategy level. And yeah. when you do that, and the metrics is what goes back up to that vision level and helps you as the leader founder of your business determine if your marketing is working and everything's yeah. on track to get you to the end point of your vision. Yeah, exactly. Precisely. That's a complete marketing machine. And that's where what we see is everyone always dives in at the strategy level. Oh, we're going to do Facebook ads. We're going to do Google ads. The strategies are fine, they, but they come and go. And the strategies are actually defined by your customers, right? right? Those moms, yeah, everyone's on Facebook, but do you want to spend your money when you know they're all actually going to YouTube? Do you want to spend all your marketing dollars on Facebook? Yeah. So you well, can answer all these yes. questions for a business by dissecting all this stuff. Yeah. Well, and particularly because, okay, I go, okay, yes, everybody's on Facebook. If you're looking to isolate, so for example, you're talking about moms who are teaching kids 
who are, you know, and, and they have questions. If you're looking to isolate people in that specific situation, you're going to have to pay for exposure to a lot of people who are not in that situation for everyone who is. And I think that's really where I'm going back to Dan Kennedy here. This is where the market media match, uh, market media yeah. message match really comes into play. Yeah. Is it because what you really want to do is you want to make sure that you are isolating the people who you really want to find and that you're paying for exposure to as many of them as possible with as few non-buyers as possible. Right. And on the other side of that coin is, are you making the best decisions to deploy your resources? Yeah. I'll give you another example. I have a friend that owned a bunch of restaurants in LA and he had called and was asking for some help because he saw like most entrepreneurs, yeah, he had a problem with reservations. And so mm-hmm. he's like, screw it. I'm just going to make my own reservation POS. And it turns out it's a really great iPad app uh, for making reservations for restaurants. And so all his restaurant buddies were like, well, I want it. And he's like, okay, well, now he's got a whole new business with this reservation POS system. And when we talked, he's like, God, I'm just spending all my time doing these blog posts and doing all this SEO strategy, right? Uh Now, I don't know about you, but I put myself through school in dishwashing and cooking. (laughs) I've spent enough time in restaurants. I know how restaurants are. Restaurant owners are the busiest people on the planet. Like they never get a day off. They never get a minute to breathe. They're running around like a chicken with their head cut off all the time. And I was like, I looked at him. I'm like, Josh, you know, you're talking about a a blog SEO kind of strategy, content strategy here. How many times did you go to Google last month and search and go read someone's blog? And he's like, I don't think I've ever read anyone's blog ever. (laughs) What do I look like a nerd? (laughs) Well, it's, it goes to the point of not all strategies, you know, the the right message and the right time and place are key elements there. He had the wrong strategy. He probably had the right message, but it was the wrong strategy, the wrong time and place. Restaurant owners are too busy. They're not going to go read blogs. So we said, where do they go? What is the right strategy? And I said, well, when you had this problem, where did you go to solve it? And he said, I went to my local restaurant associations and we have this local trade magazine. Those are my two go-to resources to solve this problem. Like, well, why aren't you there? Yeah, particularly because you and that blog content isn't necessarily wasted. I'm willing to bet you could probably stitch together five or six posts into it, throw it into Canva, make it into a nice looking, a nice looking report that's, you know, something like, okay, you know, how to 10x the number of reservations that are set and show in 45 minutes or less, something like that, you know, sure. that, and then, you know, make it into like about a 10 or 20 page ebook and, you know, give that away, you know, then promo that, give it away for free. And then you, you could, you, you could say, okay, oh yeah, I also have a web class, you know, I charge like 10 bucks for that or something like that. Something like nominal. Yeah. And then you could turn that app coaching program and, 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 and all you know, can make your cut, your customer value go up and now you can spend more to market to them. But I think, but yeah, it all comes back to, okay, you know, find where they're at, throw the bait out and then hook them in. Yeah. Well, and you have to, that kind of goes to like, everyone's into this popular omni-channel marketing, right? And yes, you can reuse all your content and all Mm -hmm. your assets in a multitude of different ways. But in his case, you know, he, again, it's this limited resources. He only had so much time that he could devote to this every day. And so while, yeah, those were all opportunities, he needed the focus to come in and say, look, I've got an hour a day to spend on this. Right. And so I need to make that hour count and I need to make my money count. 
Got it. And what he actually did was he went and I said, well, who has the current point of sales system that all the restaurants have? Yeah. And that's kind of this one to many concept. And yeah. so he went and did exactly what you said, a, a value add webinar for the current yeah. POS software showing how it pairs with his reservation app perfectly. Yeah. And now his expense in both time and effort, he went in the same effort to produce one webinar, got him in front of a thousand restaurant owners where he could have, you know, tried to produce that for one uh-huh. on YouTube or, or Facebook or whatever. Right. So it's, it's just as a tool set to help you maximize your return. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, Russ, this has been a great conversation. So one of the things I did want to say, though, is that I want to make sure that I'm respecting your time and our listeners' time. Give us one or two last ideas and let everybody know where they can find out a little more about you. Yeah, thanks. Well, so the summary of all this, and and I think the take-home value would be, have you ever read Vern Harnish's Gazelles or Scaling Up? No. Have you heard of that? Sounds like a cool book. Yeah. So Vern Harnish is pretty amazing. He's been around for a while, but he has this single sheet business plan. What we wanted to do is say, all right, if I'm to sit down with a business owner or I'm starting my business or I'm trying to fix my marketing, can I get a single sheet of paper and create a marketing plan that I almost, you know, can hold in my hand and use it to now go hire a marketing agency or a freelancer yeah. or expert to do this. And so we created the single sheet marketing plan. You can go to our website and download it. It's right in the header at marketing plan formula, but it's kind of an interesting thing because I think it's hundreds of CEOs have seen it. I have yet to see any one person actually fill the whole thing out. And what it helps you do is it helps you identify the gaps in your business and yeah. in your marketing that you need to focus on. And it, it kind of walks through that whole steps of master marketing equation. What are the strategies? What's your offer? How do you measure things? What are your mm-hmm. KPIs? But it all does fit on a single sheet of paper. So it's not totally overwhelming. Got it. Got it. Oh, that's awesome. All right. And so throw out that website one more time. It's just marketingplanformula.com. Marketingplanformula.com. All right. We'll make sure to link to it in the show notes. Yeah. Thank you all very right. much. Hey, no problem. Hey, Russell, I really appreciate your time today. Yeah, me too. It's it's always fun to talk about this. Yeah. I'm on a mission to stop that story, right? <laughs> exactly. All right. Have a great day. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Terminal Value Podcast. Please feel free to visit me online at www.terminalvalue.biz where you can subscribe, find me on social, and then we can connect and just keep the conversation going. I'm really looking forward to hearing from you and I hope you have a wonderful day. All rights reserved. No part of this broadcast may be produced in any form by any means without written permission from Business of Life, LLC. All trademarks and brands referred to herein are the property of their respective owners.